hello hello and, and welcome, welcome back to, to another episode of the Demetric Gray Show. I didn't know you said welcome back. <laughs> we should have practiced first. Yes. I thought you knew it by heart. No. I guess you do not know it by heart. My podcast intro. Actually, that's okay. I also forgot that. When I started doing the new episodes back again, I started, I forgot, I think... I think I just kept saying, welcome back to the Demetra Gray show. What are you looking at? The gain is up. That's okay. Well, the gain on the microphone, yeah, I turned it down from what it was. Oh. I turned it up more than that. And Got it was it. a bad move on Got the last it. episode. I don't know if you, I don't think you, I hope you guys did not really notice too much, but there was a little bit too much background sound because I messed with the mic and I should not have. We should probably name today that we have the fire going again. So if you hear little crackles in the background... That is actually happening in the room, so I don't know if that picks up, but it it's does fine. pick up. But it's not that annoying. It's not as annoying as like the other background sound that can occur. Got it. Anyway, here we are. Uh, you'll probably hear the fire. Jordan will have to get up and tend it at least once. But it's rainy and damp here, so we need a cozy fire. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not have a fire when it's like cloudy and rainy and yeah. It's been a very mild winter. We've had zero snow. It's been in the positive temperature, you know, above freezing the whole time, which last year we had quite the opposite of. We had a lot of snow last year, and I've been really enjoying it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> having like a mild, chill winter with clouds and rain. It's nice to have a break. I actually really think, like, I love having seasons, and I also love, like, having a break from snow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... I... Well, you're going to love the future. <laughs> no, don't say that. Because <laughs> our word on the street is... <laughs> no, that's not really what the change in climate means. I know. It means extremes. Yeah. So it means like insane snowstorms. Yeah. You know that? Uh-huh. Insane snowstorms, that insane forest fires, and insane floods. So we all have that to look forward to. <laughs> Anyway, well, Happy New Year to you. I've already said it in the last episode, but Jordan and I can say it together. Happy New Year to you. Three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you. You, you said we're going to say it together. so No, I just that's, mean that's... I already said it. You were going to say oh. it. <laughs> I thought you meant synchronous. No, no, we haven't done so well with the synchronism. That's why I had to reclaim it. We nailed that round. Second time's the charm. Oh, well, <clears throat> here we are. Um, we New Year, New You. Was it New Year, New Me? <laughs> I do want to talk about. I want to talk about our New Year's goals because okay. I'm excited. I've been kind of waiting to like really talk about my New Year's goals till I can do it with you. Yeah, because oh. we're like a team. We're like we do it together. We we have like you can't really if you're a married couple. It feels you, you can't, can't talk about your goals unless you talk about both your no, goals. No, no, I just mean like, well, your lives are so intertwined oh, that like yeah. you can't really have goals without the other person. It feels like, right? Like you might have your own individual goals, totally. But like, there has to be some alignment. Yeah, and they overlap in ways, and like you, totally. they have to complement each other. Right. Otherwise, you're just two like lone wolves, just sort of yeah. going your own way. You don't even know if they intersect this is my year of mass socialization oh this is my year of solitude (laughs) we live together oh no yeah it just feels like it's gotta work for the whole yeah that's how i feel totally um we will be heading to mexico shortly after 
this episode comes out. Yeah. We're going to like Mexico. Two days after. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting for us. We'll be there for a week. Jordan's part of a entrepreneur group. Yeah. Is that how you would frame it? Totally. Yeah. Entrepreneur group. I've been a part of them for, I think, 12 or 13 years. And yeah. There's a big annual gathering of most of the mem- of the members, and we're doing that for a week. And it'll fancy, be fancy, fancy. It'll be a fancy place, and it's our first time going to a third country. So neither of our home countries. We've been to Canada and the states, obviously, many times. But we've never traveled together to a new, like away, yeah, away. to a different country. For we've both never of us. even really gone on vacation together. Like True. we've gone to like like Jordan's parents used to have a place on the Sunshine Coast, it's called, in BC. Um, and so we used to go there together to, like, get away. Or, like, we've gone to Tofino. Like, we've gone to, like, places Close nearby trips. to us yeah. alone together. But we've never, like, traveled. Like, International we've, Yeah, travel. we've gone to the States to see my family. We've traveled like that together. But we haven't gone on our own trip. Mm-hmm. And this will still be – it's kind of like a stepping stone there because this is still with, like, a group. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully later in the future, then we'll go on more trips this year mm-hmm. together. And we'll travel. Jordan. Oh, we said that in the last episode we did together. Jordan and Demetra travel the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we started dating just under five years ago. And then months into our relationship, something hilarious happened, and the no. whole and the whole world just shut down. So <laughs> we we have had limited opportunities to. Jet set together. Yeah. So this is the time. Whole new season. As long as the world doesn't get taken over by the aliens that just landed in Miami. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. That's just a rumor. <laughs> no one knows if it's true. And nine days from now, the world will have already forgotten since <gasps> the new cycle turns No, they over. will not. They will not have forgotten. It's yeah. just picking up. We'll yeah, see. Everything lasts two you weeks. You guys will know more than us when you listen. You'll know. You'll know the answer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so in the meantime, while the Earth is freezing and and flooding and uh, the aliens are coming, we have to talk about our New Year's goals because we still have to be people yep. on Earth. Got to focus on something <laughs> <laughs> while the world implodes. Just kidding. <laughs> are you, are you, are you, how, you know, how we live as the world is dying. That's my book title. You have to sit up. Are you? I feel like you're. You later. I'm getting more you, directional with the mic. Okay. This is better than. The okay, side but if angle. you move around too much, you're gonna make a lot of background sound. Oh well. I've got a lot of energy in my body. Well, so. everyone, if you hear a background sound, then blame ex- blame exclusively <laughs> me. This whole episode, I'm the fidgeter. Just kidding. I made so much background noise in my last episode. I don't know if I was touching the mic or what I was doing, but well, just... there you go. <sighs> our New Year's goals. What are our New Year's goals? Do you want to go first? No, you first. Oh, what were you gonna say? You took a breath. And say your word first makes the whole thing make more sense. So you say your word. Well, I already told them about my word. My oh. word is focus. You told them that? Yeah, because I talked about how hard it is to be an Enneagram 7. And right. how I have a really hard time focusing. Got it. So I talked about why I'm choosing uh, to focus. And that's like my main sort of theme of the year. And then uh, 
we can go more into depth on the certain focuses, the focal points. The foci. <laughs> what is your word? Do you know? I commitment? No. Oh, oh no. she's she's making a really cute face <laughs> as she thinks about it. Oh no, because why don't I know your word? I feel like I should know what it is. I, we, I we've talked they were about yours related. more. I'd say they're related. I thought that they were very complimentary. Focus and yeah, you're right there. Huh? Yeah, con. <laughs> Cunnilingus. My word for the year is cunnilingus. Consistency. Consistent. Didn't I just say? You said commitment. Oh, I said commitment. Which I said is is close and it is close. Okay, okay. That's fair. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's been things that I've either done intermittently or, yeah, just like in health habits and work and things that I've like been very seasonal about and some of them in particular I... <clears throat> want to be less seasonal about and more just like this is just a, a new standard that I hold and I show up for this no matter what on a consistent basis. So yeah, focus, consistency. To me there's a lot of overlap in those of like, okay. Mm-hmm. We're just doing adult things that need to be done and feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna talk about specifically the things. So okay. go for it. Um I'm just moving all around. Uh, yeah, yeah. I pulled a blanket down. Is is gonna make so much noise in the background? No, it's okay. Oh, usually, you are the one concerned with background noise, and I am not. But in a partnership, you always have to take flip sides sometimes. True. You could hear the rain. Maybe it is quite raining now. Um. What was I talking? Oh, the, the goals. Specifics. So we're gonna have more sex. <laughs> I thought, is that a part of focus? Like, yes, oh, we are. No. But okay, that's a, thought, well, that's like a secondary goal. Okay, so uh, well, I wasn't gonna. Oh, <laughs> she's she's starting with that. I'm just starting about the ones that I just felt like talking about the most. So that's okay. Go but, for it. Well, I could start with. They already know if they've listened to other episodes that my intention on focusing is that. Um, I get pulled to a lot of different things that I'm very curious about. Yes. And so the solution is that the thing I care most about is my poetry. And so I'm going to focus on that. And they do not know Jordan is looking at me like he loves me a lot. I love you. And I love your writing. And I'm excited for your poetry to get more of your attention. Because I think you're the best poetry writer on the planet. Yeah. Thanks. I love my poetry, and it's been nice to, like, tune my brain back into that energy, because, um, oh, and another one, I want to talk about all of our goals. Yep. Another one of my goals is to read 100 books, mm-hmm. which is... In the calendar year. Is an insane goal, but I chose it because um, when I... And this is the thing, I may have set too many goals, but only time will tell. So <laughs> I was going, I saw on Goodreads that it tracks you. And uh, I had never um, known about this. I didn't know you could put your books in Goodreads and then it gives you like a summary. Like everyone's copying Spotify now, right? Like your year wrapped. Now everyone is doing it with different things. Yep. So Goodreads is like your year in books. And I saw someone's and I was jealous and I was like, oh, 
I want to, I want to have a year in books. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to do it this time. And then I saw that you could pledge an amount of books for the year. And I was going to pledge 50, which I thought was like a stretch. I just thought like, okay, that's like a book a week. I'll like stay on pace. It's going to be good for me with writing poetry to read more, especially more fiction. Like it just, I used to read tons and tons and tons of fiction as a child. Like my mom would drop me off at Barnes and Noble for hours so I could just sit there and read books. And we would buy just stacks and stacks of things. And I loved reading. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let myself do it. I think as an adult, reading has felt more like a guilty pleasure. Like it's Mm. like taking, like especially fiction. It feels like it's like taking me, because I get so consumed by it. Like I'm not just like a casual, like, oh, just like pick up this little fiction book. Like if I really get something I like, it just has to, I'm absorbed in it for hours. And then I just like can't stop thinking about it. And then I live in that place all day. And I'm like there until I finish it. And so it feels like, this is not productive. But if I'm focusing on poetry and I'm being in that state, then it actually is quite productive. So I was like, I'm going to let myself read a ton. So I was going to do 50 books. But then I went on Goodreads to pledge my 50 books. And it said average pledge of all of the people who have pledged. And it said 44. Uh Uh-oh. And I was like, I'm not a loser. I'm not average. (laughs) I was like... I'm not choosing 50. I don't want to be like the average person pledging. So I was like, what's a better number? And so I decided to do 100 because that sounds like almost unachievable. It's 100 books. That's crazy. It's like a book every three days almost. That's nuts. It's two books a week with two weeks off. Two books. Oh. Yeah, you could think about it that way. I do. Two books a week. Well, I've already read my two books for the first week. There you go. And I'm on, on track. Head. I'm on track. My books, my Goodreads says I'm ahead. So we'll see how uh, good that goal was to set. But I that was kind of like a, a last minute fun goal. Um, so my goal is to focus on my poetry. So I'm going to focus. I'm going to do TikTok for my poetry. So I'm going to learn how to use TikTok. And I'm going to make little TikTok TikToks of poems. And I don't know, a TikTok is a little intimidating to me, but I'm going to try. And then I'll put some of them on Instagram as well. And then, um, body-wise, I'm doing all my health things. I'm continuing my, like, my knee stuff and my supplements. I didn't really set specific goals around that as much because I feel like I'm doing quite well. What are you smiling at? What? Did you hear the one about the guy that had to go to the hospital because he set too many fun goals? No. He had a fungal infection. <laughs> Did you just make that up right now? Ever since you said the word fungal. Fungal. Yeah, I saw you get it. I was like, <laughs> what's he thinking about? What does he want to say? He's just thinking of a joke. I oh. thought of it immediately, but then I just sat on it for 20 seconds. Anyways, on with your goals. Oh, um, today I had the thought, maybe I, I was, you're going to laugh so much at this. Oh. <laughs> today, the thought drifted into my mind that perhaps one day I should try to do a stand-up set myself. Wow. <laughs> I would love to see your stand-up comedy. I don't know how, I, but a 
occasionally now I think of something and then I think that's like a really funny bit but I don't know how I I don't know how to do even like well the thing is I think that I don't know how I to do it but I've never tried like I've never tried like what would it be set. like to write jokes. Yep. And then I think it would be good for me because you have to like fail a lot yep. in front of people. And I think that would be a good thing for me. Hmm. But then there's nowhere around here to do that. There totally is. There's mm. open mic nights every week. Oh, where you could just go and do yes. it. Oh, no. But people, I don't know if people would like, oh, no, I don't know. And See, but that's a distraction. That's not focusing. Got to focus, yeah. That's not focusing. <laughs> maybe I'll do stand-up. On my last episode, I was like, maybe I should learn to crochet. No, Dimitra. But maybe one day I'll do a stand I It just popped into my mind. Yes. And because I also think that I'm quite different than all of the comedians out there. Correct. It's like, good I just have voice. a very different vibe. And I think that with the right set of jokes, if I worked on them, it could be quite hilarious because I, I am quite different. Yes. So. I think you'd do great. If I ever do stand-up, you heard it here first. This was the first moment where I thought, maybe I could do that. World famous And it comic. would be a big, a big F you to all the people who said I was not funny in my life. People have said that? So many people have said that. Aww. My family thinks that that my family is really funny, and they think that I'm not funny. They think I have a good sense of humor, but I'm not funny. Wow. I'm like, my sister is super witty. Like, I'm not really that witty, like, clever, like, fast like that. I don't know. She, My sister just has kind of like a witty, dry, like, more sharp sense of humor. Um... I don't know. They just, and they, they were all just thought it was funny, except Demetra is not funny. And oh. then my, my at people I dated before you would say I'm not funny. How awful. I know. Everyone thought I was not funny at I think all. you're very funny. You've had many very funny moments in our relationship. I'm like, oh my love, that was a very clever and fast moment. Yeah. 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 It's really only in my relationship with you that I've started to be like, maybe I am funny after all. I'm glad. So. You are. So maybe, uh, maybe that could occur. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why, why did I? I was talking about my goals. TikTok and reading books, and maybe you'll do stand up. <laughs> stand focus. up is not a goal. I know because I'm focusing on yes. poetry. So and my podcast once a week because this is my outlet to get to say everything I want. Yep. And then. Um, Oh, I wanted to just briefly tell everybody that I won my Airbnb dispute, by the way. Because oh. I told the whole story in the last episode. Of course. And I just wanted to let you all know, in case you listened to the last one and now you're listening to this one, that they came back finally and they put my review back up and I went on the ladies' page and it was there. And you know that in a few more weeks I'll just check again when I remember just to make sure it's still up and they're not tricking me, but it is up and I won and I felt like it was worth the effort. Uh, so, anyway, um, have more sex. Yep. That's in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I just feel like the way, so what I've decided to do. Which is already off to a great start, by the way. (laughs) Well, what I've decided to do is, uh, that the best solution, you're putting logs on the fire? I think it's good to tell them when we do so that they're not like, what's that sound? It's not as distracting. Um, 
So I've decided that I will schedule the sex. This is the best way I've found for us as a couple that it's going to work. Because I find that we need to be more intentional about how often we have sex. Otherwise, it's just easy to like put it on the back burner as not one of the most important things in our life. And so, uh, but the thing is that sometimes what I find, and I think this happens for many couples, is that uh, Jordan likes to know when we're going to have sex, but sometimes, like, what he doesn't like is if I say that we're going to have sex at a certain time or a certain day, and then I change my mind. And sometimes that happens because my moods fluctuate or I just am tired or something. Understandable. So... What I have found is I've devised as the solution is that I will schedule the sex in my calendar, but Jordan does not see it. It's just on my calendar. And so that way I see when the sex days are in my calendar and then I can either tell him on the day or I could surprise him. And if I need to, I can move the days around and he will be none the wiser because he never knew which day it was mm-hmm. in the first place. So, so far, that's working great. It's funny because I have told couples, usually I've, I've been talking to men, like one-on-one coaching. For exa- like, I've offered exactly the solution in reverse around um, like that usually the man I'm talking to doesn't like spontaneity. His wife does love spontaneity. Mm -hmm. She wants more date nights, but he doesn't love anything being sprung on him. So I've basically, I've literally said exactly this to those male clients of like, okay, you and your calendar, whatever the cadence was once a week or a couple times a month or twice a week, you put in your calendar, like I'm blocking off this time and I'm going to be like, I'm intending for this to be a date night where I surprise her. So I know ahead of time. She doesn't know ahead of time. Mm. And then, you know, if they're, whatever, if they have a babysitter or if their kids are, you know, in bed or they don't have kids, or if the case may be, it's like, if the runway is open for them to have a date night that night, he can be like, tonight's one of those nights. And then she goes, amazing. Okay. You know, he's like, you know, get ready in half an hour. And yeah, literally this exact thing, but I've never heard it used for sex or even in the gendered reverse but yeah it really is like okay what are the needs for both of us that we're trying to optimize for what's the solution that solves all of it and you came upon that yeah by myself i didn't tell jordan that till today he didn't know like we had we i we had said like we're gonna have more sex but we didn't i didn't tell him what the plan was yeah i didn't tell him the system until today i was like by the way this is the perfect system. Yeah, I think it's a great system. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I used to be more resistant to being the one sort of like in charge like of sex in that way. Scheduling. Yeah, just, well like, yeah, just like I'm kind of the one who like knows when it's happening yeah. for the most part unless we have a surprise day. But like, but I think it'll actually work the best. Um. I also think that frequent sex is a more my need for you than it is for me, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm quite tied to ovulation, it seems. So typically, when I'm ovulating, I'm like really wanting sex, and then outside of that, I'm like oh, it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. Like I can just not think about it. Totally. Very much. So. And with the caveat of sex isn't just like the one type right. of sex that most people, you know, many people hear the word sex and they think, okay, that just means, you know, penis and vagina, penetrative, normal sexual script sex. Right. On or off. It's kind of like this yeah. switch. And ours is more grayscale. Like we have time where we're sexual in a multitude of ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our our, our sex life is quite like grayscale. Um, just there's a lot of range of what could happen. There's like a dozen things that we can pull from depending on yeah what's up that day for yeah, both of us. Which I think is very unusual for people because I think people tend to have like, this is sex. Like now we're having sex. And it's, yeah, it's not only very on off. It's also quite like, you know. Uh, what's the Olympic sport? High jump? Is that what it's called? High jump? Yeah, where it's like, if we're doing it at all, it has to be this like five yeah. foot leap off the ground. And like, you know, the stakes are so high that there's inherently pressure on it versus we have all these different things that require different levels of effort and time and energy and each of our bodies doing different things. So, yeah. I also just like... Uh because I think people put it on a sort of hierarchy of, like, sex is, like, the best one to do. But then there's, like, other ones. Yeah. And, and everything th- else is clearly lesser. Is yeah. like, the default relationship to it. And I think that that's not true. I think having the range of options and having such a big, like, grayscale of what could occur actually opens up more... Like, it opens up the ability to really follow where your energy is at, and then it opens up the door for, like, more amazing experiences. Because then you have just such a big range of, like, you're actually doing what your body wants. Yeah. Yeah. So. More frequent sex. Um, what else did I, did I set any other goals? I don't think, I think those were the main goals. So far, I'm keeping my planner. I bought a planner. I've never used a planner. Every time in my life, I've bought a planner. I've already used this planner. It's only been five days. But I've already used it more than any other planner I've ever bought. Wow. Because usually I buy a planner. Is this your quarterly planner? planner? Yes. Yeah. I got a quarterly planner for goal setting. So it's like a 90-day calendar. Yeah. yeah, and what I like about it is that it has... A monthly calendar and then has a weekly calendar and then a daily calendar and every day it says like here's your schedule and what your goals for the day and then it says like what was a hurdle you encountered today and what was a victory of the day and what are you taking away or whatever it asks questions and I like that I like the reflection on the day mm-hmm. I find that for me having that kind of structure around my day is like essential for my well-being and it's been hard for me as you know because it's like focus is my word for the year it's a hard thing for me to implement on my own most people i think naturally have it because they have a job or they have whatever that gives them this sort of structure in some way uh but it's been quite hard for me to make myself implement but um so i find that like even the five minute journal like i also it's what's called a five minute journal they have like that also does like It's like, what would make today great? And so taking that, like, minute in the morning, I find that if I don't have that, this minute in the morning to be like, 
what would to like what would make today great? What do I want to do today? If I don't do that, then I end up just sort of like feeling in the moment like what should be done and then I kind of like float through the day and I like do things but then like I end the day not very satisfied because I just there's no concrete plan Hmm. so when I think about the day ahead and then I like reflect on the day and then I plan the next day uh things go very well for me and then I'm like insanely productive it makes a really big difference yep so good to have a system yeah what are your goals? My goals are to love you. Oh, yeah. Did you write that down? No. <laughs> you already do that. I just do it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, consistency is my theme. I feel like, um, yeah, like one metric that I'm aware of is um, two years ago, my daily step count average was like 4,300, which is below what it should be based on um, the data for, yeah, it was, it's funny. Just yesterday I was reading a study that was like the average number, the average daily step count, um, I think it was like under, is a very specific number, something like 4,956, like just under 5K. Um, there's like a quite proven correlation with anxiety and depression of like if you're under 5k is your daily average like it's really bad for your brain and most yeah it's like like this is the number of where the threshold is and then it was like and most people at least in north america the daily average was like 4100 like it was like most people are below this threshold and so that was two years ago and this last year i almost doubled i was at I forgot, it was like 7,400, like, yeah, so just over 4K to just under 8K. And then this year, I thought, what if I was just like really on top of this? And yeah, I'm not looking to double again necessarily because a daily average of 14,000 for the year, I don't know if I'll be able to do, especially depending on how much we travel, but I definitely want to be over 10K for the year daily. Um, So that, just movement. And another big one is I've started writing again. Oh. And yeah, it was, I was telling you for this a few days ago that I have this plugin, this software that's a part of my website that basically shows me like how many people are on my website on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And it sent me, funny you mentioned the Spotify thing, it sent me like a year in review you know, whatever, December 27th, it was like, here's how your year has gone, site traffic-wise. And I'd seen this feature before, but I'd never noticed that one of the data points that it, you know, reflects to you is how many posts you publish. And for me, there was a very clear correlation between from six years ago to three years ago, I, for every year, for three years straight, and probably many years before that, I averaged at least an article every week for the whole year. And then the last three years, when my site traffic was like more than cut in half, I knew that the, I was aware that the site traffic went down, but I was not aware the severity of how much my production went down. Because the last three years in a row, so again, went from like 60 a year to then 20 and then five and then 10. So like way fewer. And yeah, again, I'd never seen that part of this annual reflection. And I was like, wow, 
I knew I'd been writing less, but I had no idea that I had a single digit year. Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah, really. Yeah, the severity wasn't on my radar at all. And so I saw that and I was like, wow, I want to get back into writing. And yeah, I mean, really my business was like, it was the foundation. It's what I did for the first majority of the last, you know, 11 years. Um, so over the last week and a bit, I've, I've written six articles. Two of them are already out. Um, a few of them are ready to go out. I've got some other ones in the works, but yeah, I want to be posting weekly and I'm also secondarily secretly hoping that as I start to write, the floodgates will open at a certain point and maybe I'll you know, similar to Demetra's book, what was the word? Not not goal. What the what the website call it? My book. What? Oh, book in a year in books. Is that what you mean? No, like didn't they use a different word than goals? Like my book declaration. My oh yes, intention? Uh, I pledge. Pledge. Yeah. So just like she saw, she said fifty, then saw forty-four, and then said a hundred. I'm kind of saying fifty-two, and then I'm hoping once I get into it and like, oh, this is like just as fun as I remember, then I will also do a hundred and just like really ramp up. Such a Demetra thing. It needs to be, if, see, and we function better differently. Like, Hmm. I think, I don't know, if I set something smaller, but then like hope to do it more, that doesn't really work well for me. Hmm. Because then I feel, I feel most motivated with something that feels like insane. Because then there's like insane big, yeah. Because like absurd. Hmm. Because then there's this <clears throat> element for me of like it feels like a big challenge. Like it's absurd to read a hundred books in a year. That's right. a book. Like it's a lot of books. That's more. That's faster than I've read since I was probably like I don't know twelve. Like I. That's more time dedicated to reading than since I was young. Yeah. But it's like fun. The the th- like it has. For it to be fun for me, there has to be this element of, like, absurdity a little. Hmm. That's, like, in the gym to be, like, I'm going to lift this, like, big amount of weight. And a squat twice my or body Or, like, weight. one time I was in the gym and I couldn't do – I was, like, at the time when I was learning to do pull-ups more, like, I could only do, like, two max. Hmm. So, one night I was in the gym. I don't know. I was, like, 23 or something. And – uh just suddenly it came out. I was like, I'm going to do 100. And I'm just going to stay here and do one at a time until I get to 100. Oh, not a set of 100. No, no. Yeah, total. But I was just like, I'm just going to do 100. And then like by the time when I come back next, I'll probably have built up enough muscle to be able to do more than two. Got it. And I could. I could only do two. And then I stayed there for like 30 minutes while I did 100. And then the next time I came back, I could do four. There you go. But I need that kind of like I have to get excited and I don't tend to get excited unless it seems like a little, like, just out of reach. Hmm. But you don't feel that as much? I have, that with, I have that with certain things. Okay. <clears throat> but I think, yeah, I tend to be quite carrot motivated in the short term. And so it's easier for me to trick myself with a small thing and then run laps around that small thing. So, like, you know. Do whatever to get early momentum and then be like, cool, early momentum achieved. Now the boulder's rolling down the hill and I can chase after it. I think that's what they say is better. 
Like, it's better to, like, set a smaller thing that you can win and then, like, keep going. Because yeah. the, the problem with setting something too big is that then if it backfires, like, sometimes it backfires and then you don't hit it and then you're just, like... Demotivating. Yeah. So, that's... You have to... You have to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm having quite a problem because I made this... I made this hot apple juice. Ha- well, it's sort of apple cider, but it was apple juice and I warmed it up, but I simmered this whole cinnamon stick in it. And now the whole thing tastes just like pure, too much cinnamon. It's so... You want to sip it? No, I'm going to smell it. Sip it. I want to see your face. No, I believe you. I smelled it. Uh, It's so bad, but I feel like I should just drink the rest. That is a regular demeter occurrence (laughs) in her relationship. Which? Her saying, this thing's awful. It tastes so bad. You do it. I want to see you drink it. Like, that happens on okay, a monthly basis. Okay, but you basis. say that, the way you say it is as if that is like a, like, I like watching your pain. No. Well, don't be, that's not what it is. I don't think that I at know all. that you don't think that. I'm just yeah. saying that's how it could come across. Okay. No, it's just like, it's a peak experience yeah. in one direction, and you want to see me have a similar experience to one you've had. Correct. I'm aware. Yeah, I just like, I like to share experiences. Yes. And so... The same way as if I tasted something out of this world good, I would yes. want you to try it and I would share it with you. Totally. The same way that if I if something is really bad, I also want to share it with you. Yeah. But Jordan will not taste the bad things, usually. Yeah. I give them to him and he's like, no, why would I do that? Because well, you, you immediately preface it with how horrendous it is. You don't sell it <laughs> correctly. But I'm trying to think like... Yeah, I guess maybe if someone presented me with a thing and they were like, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted, I would probably not be like, okay, let me try. But that's usually how you say it. You're like, oh, this is the worst. You've never said this. Like, this is the worst creme brulee I've ever had. Here, have some. I would never think creme brulee was bad. I know. It's not the... The problem is this is going to make my belly hurt, but I have to finish it. Because it's almost done. You don't have to. You're choosing to. Why did it make it made it taste so bad? Way you heated it up cinnamon. with the cinnamon in it. Didn't people do the cinnamon challenge? Yes, that's what powder. is that? You eat the whole. You have like a big tablespoon of cinnamon powder you just put in your mouth, and inevitably, yeah, like they're so hoping you can't have liquid. No, but that's the point. Is like they just you know sit there calmly with it in their mouth, hoping that they salivate enough. That they can swallow the whole thing, and they never do. So when they inhale, inevitably cinnamon, and then cough and have a big coughing fit, that's what the thing actually is. It's just someone suffering. I never did it. Yeah. But that's I basically just did it then. Gosh. She just finished her drink. I finished it. Ooh. Um. So focus is, and consistency. Yeah, it's getting dark and stormy. Will you turn on the light? Sure. It's getting too dark in here. It's 2 p.m. It's it is re- It is getting really darker. It's really raining. There's some it's darker really, clouds really over top of us right now. What else do we tell them? In the Pacific Northwest. In the Pacific Northwest. What else should we tell them about? Well, we're going to Mexico, and then we're going to South Carolina. We have to book when we're going. We're to going South Carolina. Some- we have Mexico booked. Yeah, we're going to book sometime in February to South Carolina. What else is going on in our lives? I'm writing articles again. I 
feel like we're both working. Jordan's been trying to give me more space because we only have a limited amount of time left here. And I feel it's so good when I have a lot of alone time. And so I've been having more alone time. Been making lots of stews. I mean, it's so nice to sort of like be here, but then I I like the excitement of knowing we're about to leave. Totally. Yeah. And it, Do yeah, you? For sure. Oh. And yeah. I didn't know you did. Well, it gives so much more permission to like really be in the thing that you're in. Like right now, if we were, you know, if we hadn't left whatever two months ago and we weren't leaving again in a week and a half. And we just had had, you know, a whole, whatever, four or five month fall winter here. There's a point where it just becomes like a big nebulous blob versus, okay, we were aware for this time. We're here for five weeks. We have five weeks of this mode. So have all the fires, drink all the tea, eat all the stews, enjoy the clouds because we'll be in, you know, 26 degrees Celsius, 80 plus degree Fahrenheit, sunny Mexico in 10 days and then probably also sunny South Carolina a couple weeks after. And so, yeah, for me, there's, there's just, there's even more reason to have like totality of season of being very in this fall winter mode. Mm. And I like it. Yeah. It does feel that way for me too. I think that's why I've been enjoying like doing my morning sun. Like I do morning sun every morning uh, around the time of sunrise, even though, we rarely get a real sunrise. It's more like clouds and gray. We're some, but like maybe a third quarter. Yeah, it's it's quite a gray most of the time. And yeah. so I go out and it's kind of funny to me to call it morning sun because there is no visible sun most of the time. Morning bright cloud. <laughs> but uh, I've just been enjoying it. I've been like really soaking it up when I'm out there because I'm like, this is going to end uh soon like it does it does Uh make it feel that way and we need sunscreen for mexico do we (laughs) we do or can we just be rational about our daily exposure (laughs) we can't not when you're not when you go so i'm all i hate sunscreen i'm all for like building up tolerance not eating shitty things so that you like have good sun tolerance but uh when you go from this kind of weather gray no sun to big sun there's just no way for your body to naturally like deal with that so i like a challenge um yeah i already know what will happen you're gonna be bright red jordan sometimes tries to push it out in the sun and then he ends up very burnt but it goes well 10 percent of the time and so i'm always yeah that's always, a fair estimate i'm gunning i'm gunning for that one in ten where i do just get to have like you know, 40 minutes of midday, great exposure. I get a bit of a base. The next day it also eases in. I'm spending most of my time in covered areas and, you know, socializing and under the cabana thing. The thing is, though, that that works. That works in the summer where you live. Yeah. It doesn't work going from, like, zero sun to really hot sun all the time. Like, yeah. we'll get burnt. And I don't burn that easily, but I will get burnt there if we don't. So we are going to need to and this buy is, some sunscreen for the this first This is a lifelong thing for me. To, uh, yeah, that pattern of going zero to 100. Like, I was telling Dimitri the other day that I have that gun shyness about really getting back into lifting because a couple years ago, I did exactly that. I was like, okay, not lifting at all. 
to like, okay, now like, you know, bought a gym bag, bought a gym outfit, bought new shoes, bought a gym membership, and went really hard like six days a week for months and wasn't eating enough to counteract how much damage I was doing to my body and had like overtraining symptoms where like I couldn't sleep and was like jacked up on cortisol. And yeah, I definitely have the like, you know, hop off the couch and run a marathon black and whiteness to me. And so I recognize that in this sunscreen conversation. So perhaps I'll deploy a new strategy. But the thing is that, uh, yeah, I think sometimes you have it, but you don't have all the information. Like, for example, this morning, Jordan got a bowl of soup. <laughs> Can I tell them about, I made this chuck roast. And so it's like chuck roast stew. There wasn't really, there was some carrots, but it was mostly just chuck roast in some water that became broth. And, and onion. And some onion, yeah. So it was like a stew. It was not a soup. It was just like basically like a ton of shredded meat with some uh, broth. And this morning, we both been having bowls of it every morning, but like they're little bowls, you know, just like like Possible. a few ounces of meat and uh, a little broth. And this morning, Jordan sometimes gets into the, I guess it's this all or nothing thing where he gets to the end of a container and he's like, this container is going to be empty soon, so I'm just going to eat the whole thing like we're just gonna finish it off even if we could reasonably save another portion for the next day he's just like this is the end of the container completion so he put he heated up the whole thing and he sat down next to me with this bowl full of chuck roast so it was basically just a huge bowl of shredded meat like just think of like I don't know, like eight sloppy joes, just like all in a bowl. <laughs> Two pulled pork sandwich meat, just more, in a bowl. More, more than that. It was so many sandwiches worth. And I was like, do you know how much meat that is? He was like, yes. Yes, I do. And I was like watching him eat it. And I was like, I don't think you quite comprehend how much meat that is. Anyway, he ate half of it. And then he was like, you're right. I'm going to put it back. <laughs> Now we'll have it again for tomorrow's <laughs> breakfast. There's easily two portions. Did you portions. start to get full? Were a, you like, uh, okay, yeah. this is a lot of meat. Yes. It's also a lot of like really fatty meat. Yes. It was very dense. A lot of fat in that bowl. Dense breakfast. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I love that part of you. Mm. Sometimes you just go like, it's very headstrong, very Taurus. He's a Taurus. Jordan's a Taurus, mm-hmm. Virgo rising. Oh, with a very, he has an Aquarius moon and Venus in Pisces, which is very sweet. And Mercury in Aries, which makes your communication very direct, which I also like. Many people do as well. Some people do not. (laughs) (laughs) Your Aquarius moon makes you uh, very good at being objective. That's why you're such a good coach part of it. Because you're able to, like, Aquarius can be very detached. So from emotions, you can, like, take a step back and sort of observe and look at them. Interesting. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. But Jordan is very a Taurus sometimes. He likes his food, his sex, his sensual cuddles and his blankets, soft things, and money. Mm -hmm. And Very of the world, that part. He is very stubborn sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. 
I don't think that I am stubborn on reflection. I said that I was stubborn in a different podcast. No, I don't think I'm stubborn. I think I'm determined. And I think there's a difference. I was thinking this after because I said I could be stubborn sometimes. And then I was like thinking about it later. And I was like, that's not really true. I am not very stubborn, but I am very determined because I see stubborn as like unwilling to change your mind for a period of time. That's what stubborn is. For a period of time or at all? Uh, well, like, like, I don't know, uh, for the period of time that you're being stubborn. Well, then by that metric, isn't every person on the planet stubborn if they take one second before they change their mind? Right, but I just mean for, like, I don't know, some period of time. That's why I said for a period of time. Okay. Like, I don't really think I, I can't really think of anything I'm... I mean, I could be stubborn sometimes, but I don't think I'm a very stubborn person in general. Do you think I am? I agree that I think you're more determined and competitive than you sometimes will acknowledge. I'm super... I'm Aries rising. I am all about that. (laughs) (laughs) Fire, competitive, wanting to win and be first. Yeah, I mean, to me, stubbornness has a bit more of a, like, not willing to cede your position even when you know you're veering into knowing (laughs) you're wrong. Correct. Like, it's more like digging in heels arbitrarily. Yeah, well... Even when faced with, you know, evidence to the contrary. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, well, I think that stubborn is the difference between Taurus and Aries. Taurus is stubborn. They're a bull. No. You're very like a bull sometimes. Am I? Sometimes. Okay. But you, I mean, you definitely end up coming around. Yeah. But you do, you just have these moments of like, even when you have opposing evidence, you're just like, no. I'm going to eat the meat. (laughs) (laughs) I eat all of it. (laughs) You're going to get full. No, I'll be fine. Like, Troy, that's like 100 grams of protein in that bowl. But why can't I say that's also just me being determined. Um, because I just think that they're different. Like, you're being, like you just said, you're being faced with evidence to the contrary. But I hadn't yet, because I didn't feel full. When you were pointing it out, I hadn't started eating I was giving you the evidence. Being stubborn is not being willing to consider the evidence. I think that you have moments of being very headstrong. Yes. And I'm like, it's this way. And you're like, no, it's not. And you just disregard my evidence until eventually you do come around and you're like, oh correct indeed you let go of your stubbornness i'd agree with that you do let go um but aries i think is just more like fiery and wanting to like i like it's like i like to be very competitive and i like to be first but i don't mind losing so much i don't like hold on to having to win it's just sort of like a game yeah but that's also because i have my sagittarius son so jordan doesn't know what these things mean (laughs) so it's not as it's not as... Uh, you dip it into a foreign language. I'm just like, okay, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. But we ma- we mesh well. We do. Magical couple. Said Enneagram? Is that Enneagram any- said I told them last time that you're a three and I'm a seven. And that we both it said it that we, we both looked it up before. I didn't tell them that part that, uh, oh. yeah, I looked. 
Jordan asked me before we met in person. We were like, I think we already liked each other. We yeah. Were, yeah. No. No, I didn't know if you liked me yet. You were still like, you were, we weren't, because you, you wrote to me and you asked me what my Enneagram was. And then I was like, oh my God, why is he asking me? Is he going to look it up? Is he looking up us together? So if we had already, if I had already known that you liked me and we liked each other, then I wouldn't have been so wondering about like, is he going to look it up? I would have known that you were. So at the time when you asked... I didn't yet know if we were having a thing. And then I looked it up and it was like, they can be an almost magical couple. I was like, oh my God, is he reading it? And And I was. He was. Two things that we looked up, that I looked up before we met. I looked up that, the three and the seven and compatibility. And I also looked up when I found out what your height was, mm. I looked, oh, yeah. there's a website that you could like put two different heights side by side. It was literally like, what's the gender of each person? What's the height of each person? And so I put six foot seven male on the left, five foot three female on the right. And so it was like, you know, they're, they're not stick figures. They're like a bit more fleshed out than that, but there's no, there's no face. They're like silhouettes. Si- that's the word. Silhouette. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like here's six foot seven male, here's a five foot three female, and they're right next to each other. It's just you know, so I can see where approximately might this five foot three person fall on a six foot seven person's body. And I saw it and I was like, that is so cute. I was like, we'll just walk hand in hand through life, and we'll have this height difference. And I loved it. You sent a and photo, I, and I sent screen. a photo. I took a screen grab of it, and I sent a photo. I was like, this is what we would. We'll look like next to each other, and I loved it. Oh, you were the sweetest. You were so sweet. Jordan and I, from the very moment that, like, we admitted our feelings for each other, it was just, our texting was just so smooth. Jordan would send me the sweetest messages. Like, every day you would just be like, you you would just say things like, you were so complimentary, and you were just like, I just love you so much as a person. And like, even if it doesn't work out when we meet each other, because we hadn't met in person yet, you were like, I just like love this thing about you and this thing about you. And I just want to support you in the world as you are. I like never had any doubt of the way that you felt about me because you told me constantly. That's nice. Yeah. I just feel like, and we were like talking every day by then. We'd like Skype and FaceTime. For eight hours at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it did the middle of the night. Eight hour Skype yeah. till 4 a.m. it was. And you know, it was before a pandemic because we were on Skype and not Zoom. Back when totally. Skype was still the market leader. Well, Skype, Jordan. Yeah. We were, we were doing Skype for a while and then we must have switched to FaceTime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had our, we had our eight hour Skype, which is crazy for Jordan because he does not, ne- he never stays up that late. Yeah, like we got off the phone in between like 3 and 4 a.m. And I definitely, you know, I wasn't, yeah, for me to be up past like 11 for any reason at that point in life was just like unheard of, so. Yeah. And then I got on a plane, which is another thing that I aimed to do as little as possible, so I was like, I really, yeah, I really like this woman. Yeah. And when you found out it was going to be my period, I was going to get my period. So he, like, went out and bought all my favorite snacks before I arrived. She was going to get a period right before getting there and meeting for the first time. Yeah. So he got me, like, a hot water bottle 
two hot water bottles and one for your front and one for your back oh my god and he got me all my favorite snacks and then when i did have my period and i had the worst periods at that time i was in so much pain i just laid in his bed all day and he like brought me you used to bring me bowls of granola and and oh i would sit there and eat it on the side of the bed that is so sweet Mm. we had we had a month-long first date in person I just stayed with Jordan for a month. I was like, oh, well, this is it. We are in love. We are in love. I said we are in love to Jordan. So we had our, I flew to, uh, I flew to meet Jordan in person. And, but I got my period and I was feeling like it was, I was in pain. And, you know, so the first, like, I think I got there on a Monday, maybe. And then our first first date. This is July of 2019. Yeah. Summer. And uh, basically, like, you had some stuff to do, like, during the days of the week. And uh, we, like, hung out all, every day. But we didn't really do an activity. We just, like, talked and hung out. And then I think it was that Friday night mm-hmm. we went on a date. Yeah. Our, our first real date. To a flamenco bar where they have live flamenco dancing. Ah, it was the best place. It's since closed, right? Yeah. It's so sad it's closed. I literally, I went there since I was like 19, like for many years, 15 years plus prior to that. And it felt really good to like have our first ever date be there at a place that I had so much history at and had so many positive associations with. Because it was like a block and a half from my childhood home. But you told me you hadn't brought anyone there since you were young. Correct. Younger. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah, I took other women there for dates like a decade prior. But yeah, I had a big hiatus. And so yeah, most of my associations from it were like 19 to 24. Yeah. And at this point, I'm, I was 31. 30. No, 31. When we met? I'm 36 now. So No, I'm, I was 26 when we met. You were 32. It's five years ago. Okay. So I'm 31. Okay. 31. Back then. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Maybe 32. I think you were 32. Early 30s. Okay. You had just turned... It was July. Correct. You had just turned 32 probably. Yes. Um, so we went there. We went there. It was cute. And it was the best. They danced around. And we had, it was like a tapas place, which is my, Jordan didn't even know this about me, but it is like my favorite thing to go to a place where you get lots of little different things, lots of variety. You get to try everything. Uh Oh, and he was so nice to me. One of the first things he did that I noticed was uh, not only I was having the best time. I was like, I'm in a new country. This man that I just met, I've like lived with him for five days. What is happening? And I was watching the dancers and it was like this sexy, just like, oh, so fun, the energy. And I was looking at the menu and I was like, I could get whatever I wanted. And uh, I was like, I really want a glass of wine, but I only want to have a couple sips. And Jordan was like, like, I kind of hesitated because I knew he was going to pay for the meal. And I was like, I want to get a glass of wine, but, like, I'm only going to – I only really want, like, two sips. And I'm not going to drink it. She, and, she verbalized that. You said that out loud. Yeah, I said that to him because yeah. I was just like, this is what I want, but, like, I'm not going to drink it all. So I don't know if I should get it. And he was like, get it. Go for it. He was like, it doesn't matter. Like, 
Oh, like you can have a sip, you have no sips. Yeah, and it was just so that really it really stuck with me. It was a very telling point about who you are and who you would continue to be with me. Is like, like you. It just symbolized to me that you wanted me to have all the experiences of life. Yeah, and like it didn't matter to you the sort of minute details of like if you're paying for like the whole glass of wine, but I'm only going to take a couple sips, like it's worth it to you for me to just have the amount that I want and to like, be able to like, yeah, like taste what I want of life. Um, and not need me to like go all in on a thing in order to, for me, like, yeah, it was just like, you understood the value of joy to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a big deal. I really noted it. I was noting a, a number of things at that time because we were so new to each other. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is like, it's just different. Uh, you know, when I was young, my dad would always like, if he hadn't finished his drink, it was like, because he paid for it, he would like chug it down before we left just because like. Kind of squeeze the value it. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like I'd been in relationships Ooh. like that more. And you, it felt like you were matching more of, like, my attitude toward life, which is just, like, is worth it to me to pay, like, $12 for a glass of wine just to have two sips because that's what I want. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, it was so magic those days. Vancouver was magical to me. Just, like, it was so beautiful. It is beautiful. And, yeah, we were living on the beach back then, so, like... You know, from the front window was like the ocean and the mountains in one and downtown in one city in, you know, in one view from the window. And we could just like walk whatever, you know, 40 feet to like be at the ocean and see more of the ocean in the mountains. Yeah, it is very pretty. It's, you know. It's exceptional. When you stand there on Kitts Beach, it's called Kitsilano. You stand there and you can, I've never seen anything like it. You can stand there and you're on the beach looking at the ocean. You can see the big mountains with snow. And then you can see the forest, dense forest of Stanley Park. And then you can also see the buildings, the skyline of downtown all at one time. Yeah. Wow. The closest that I've seen, and it's a very different version of it in the States, is Santa Barbara in California. Like They have ocean and mountains, but... No offense to Santa Barbara. The, the, the mountains are not the same, but like that is I had a Santa Barbara friend who I went and stayed with for two weeks and he was like, Oh, we have ocean mountains in one place. I was like, Really? They have yeah, yeah. They have more ocean and they had more surfing, like their waves were better. And yeah, their their mountains were like half mountains. I was like, Okay, yeah, this is a version of that. It's it's different. pretty there, but it's so different. It's yeah. this is an entirely different kind of beauty. It is very pretty. It's so pretty. Our, yeah, the British Columbia license plates all say beautiful British Columbia on it. It's like, that is the lead thing here. Like, if you do a lot of outdoor stuff and like natural beauty, it is a very unique part of the continent. Yeah. I feel like I fell in love with the place and with you at the same time. Mm. We're coming up on five years in a couple months. In March. No, sorry. In July. Well, in July. Yeah. In March is when we got married, so we'll have yeah. two years of marriage. I keep thinking, I feel like we've been married for five years because we've just been together and living together that whole time. And we launched right in, like, 
we lived together immediately. There was a pandemic, so we were we extra together. together. We both worked from home, which that in itself means... You just have so many hours together. We yeah. spend all of our time together. Compared to a, yeah, like decades ago, traditional couple where one, you know, is at home and one has a nine to five outside of the home. Like, yeah, by flight time of hours spent together, we are on like more than three X time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I cannot imagine. I think that it is the dream to, like, spend so much time with each other. Totally. And I just don't. Like, I mean, I like to have space sometimes during the day to, Mm -hmm. like, you to go and do your work and me to, like, have space to do mine. Yeah. But in general, like, I just love being together all the time. And just, yeah, the difference between, you know, me being in my office, you know, walking or working or doing whatever like for an average of four hours a day is just so different than 10 hours a day. Totally. Imagine if I worked like an eight hour shift somewhere else and had a... Whoa! Almost Holy shit, the wind! There's crazy wind that just... Whoa, I could see... I'm like, are all the trees going to fall down on our house? That's what it sounded like. (laughs) I'm literally... I'm looking up to see if there's wind warning right now. Holy moly! Look at that. Big tree's going to fall down. My dad is so afraid of big trees. He's like... He's always like... He's like, they're threatening. They could fall in your house and kill you. And I never had that fear before in my life. But now, <laughs> but now you do. I'm looking at this big tree, I'm like, I guess that could fall on our house. Although we've been here over 100 years, this house, and it has never happened. 50 kilometer an hour gusts right now. Was that miles? Like 40, 30, 35? What what's your like? Oh yeah, what a five k is like three and a half miles, isn't it? Well, fifty kilometers so an 50 hour is that's our default driving speed. So what's your default driving speed in like residential oh, I don't areas? Know. Like thirty five, probably. There you go. I think it's probably thirty five miles an hour. That. Wow. So we were saying. Uh, we were saying about us first. Oh, we spend so much time together. Right. But that would be sad. I I used to be in relationships like that where I'd be like. Like, whatever, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., bye, I'm off to work. And I would just be like, okay, now I just have all day mm-hmm. until this person comes back from the job that they hate doing. And just like, like you know, and then the evenings, it's just like, I... What a life. It's a, just so boring. Like, the it was just like, go to an office job, come home, turn on the TV, watch sports, watch... Um, who is it? Thoreau, I don't know whose quote this is, but most men lead lives of quiet desperation. It's just like, you know, when you really, yeah, like the the discrepancy, the gap between what's familiar to most people versus what is possible now more than ever is just, it's so wide and getting wider. It's like, yeah, sounds like a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Most people's life setups mm-hmm. to me and to many of them from you know the people that i hear hear from but do you mean what do you mean about the gap the gap between um you know going along the like well-trodden matrix path of like get the correct job and get the correct spouse that you both resent each other and just like do the things and live in the burbs or just, you know, whatever all the things of you know working 40 hours a week in a job that you resent so that you can have your one hour a week of fishing and being happy, like I'm saying, what a lot of people do or have done versus what is now increasingly possible. 
you're saying the gap get, is getting bigger because it's possible to do more? Correct. I see. The upside is, yeah, I that's see. responsible for the gap. It's becoming possible to do, like, the, the foundation hasn't really changed. Yeah, the, the you know, propensity and ability to do deep inner work just by, like, buying a couple books or talking to a cheap therapist or whatever. Mm. Like, the amount of alignment, the foundation you can build with the correct partner for decades, um, doing work that you actually feel passionate and lit up by, the health information that we have, the accessibility to various foods, just supplements, you know, medicine, all the research, just like all these things. Most people feel so stuck, right? Yeah. People just feel like they're like barely surviving. Yeah. I think a lot of people. For sure. Yeah. I'm saying the, the tools have never been more available mm-hmm. for a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah. The rain's really coming down. You might be able to hear that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they could hear the wind because the wind has picked up a lot uh, other times on the podcast. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Our early days of being. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was telling that story because I was going to say at our first date dinner, I looked at Jordan and I said, we are in love. And that was like, we hadn't said, I love you yet. And you said it at the end of like a big extended moment of like really soft eye contact that we were both just like in awe of each other's faces. And she said that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you said it. I was like, it's true, but she just said it out loud. <laughs> I said, we are in love. So now we say that to each other sometimes because we remember that. Mm. I said that then. And I'm like, we are in love. Because it was like this moment where it was just like... We were just looking at each other with such, like, admiration and love. Which really, I will just say, while we're here together, it just, like, I... It has not gone away at all. And I just feel like I often marvel at the... Just the amount of time that we spend a day, like, doing that. Just, like, looking at each other with such admiration and just being like, wow, you're really handsome. Or, like, I think you're handsome, like, 30 times a day. And I say it, like, half of them. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, but we just say it a bunch out loud to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'd say the majority of the, ti- of the number of times that you, like, are just walking across the living room or walking away. And I'll just, like, watch you walk and just be like, look at that cute little woman. Yeah. Look at you walk. You're so sweet. Yeah. I think there's like... Your existence is nourishing. Yeah. It's only deepened that. I told you, I used to think that people, married couples have been together for decades who were like, oh, I I really do love them more every day. I was like, you're delusional. You have to be telling yourself a story. But, and you know, even though I knew about the data of like the passionate versus compassionate or companionate love that does grow with time i was like eh, are they just like lying to themselves is it just like you just you know tell yourself the same story often enough that it feels like it's true and then i entered a relationship with someone that i actually really deeply loved (laughs) i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. it really is a compounding asset that just is really nice yeah yeah i also think that we just like I don't know. I don't think it would work for everyone to spend so much time together. Agreed. I don't think you need to... You want to put more on? 
Yeah, on the fire? I don't know. I, it's, it's getting hot. Oh, the temperature is on the wall. It's 25.0. It's not too, too hot, I guess. I guess you could keep it going. It's just, I'm so hot. I guess I could take off my pants. Oh, shit. <laughs> is stripping. But I'm not really. Now, now we're going to get the E. The uh, I already have that on all episodes, just in case. Because it's very important. Oh, you label it. Oh, yeah. I thought they do it when no, there's a no, swear no. word. Oh, no, interesting. You have to label it. And if you don't do it, like if you if you strike. don't. Yeah, like it's really bad for your podcast. Huh. Uh, that's why I mark all of my episodes as explicit. Because you never know what I just could slip and say. Well, even if you just swear one time, it counts, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think. That's how it works in music on Spotify. If there's a single swear word, it needs the, the E. Yeah, and apparently it's like a very important metric. Like if you lie. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. So now my pants are off, but they I'm wearing the, a dress. They do the same thing on YouTube where it's like, because there's a lot of kids that also watch content on YouTube. And it was like, yeah, like, is this video intended for kids or is it not for kids? And you have to be very forthcoming of like, I do swear in this or whatever. And they like make sure to not show it to whatever under 16. I don't know what the cutoff would be, but same thing. Yeah. Um, that's what I was saying. But I don't think most people could spend so much time together, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably really want to. But I think also some people probably don't. Some come, some couples, it probably just doesn't really. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work Yeah. for as much. I think that I'm definitely somebody who... I love companionship. That's cute. <laughs> I do. I yeah, love. You do. Yeah, like I do like to have my space sometimes and be alone, but I mostly I like to be together all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. Remember, yeah, my old mentor Phil Misselberger. Phil Misselberger would always say that um, he's like the best marriages. You know, there's like there's hot relationship and home based relationship, and the best relationships or a combination of the two if you're like yeah what ratio of one versus the other you take really influences you know what kind of partner you like want in your life and i think that's a factor of exactly that and some people you know whether they do or just have the self-perception that they do want like a hotter relationship like with a hotter relationship then like it is much harder to spend abundant time together versus you know home base is a bit more the companionate love where it's not like, oh, we can, like, tolerate each other for more than a couple hours a day. It's like, no, it's enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. we actually can do higher volume flight time around each other. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the way our relationship feels to me is it feels very like home. You feel like my best friend. I just love you. Mm-hmm. I love being with you. You're my favorite person to hang out with. And I just have the most fun with you. <laughs> I feel so loved by you. And yeah. I feel like it's because of that, though, that because we do spend so much time together, even though we're constantly, like, sexually touching, like, we're constantly, like, either kissing or cuddling or, like, Jordan was just touching my thigh and my butt, like... Uh, even though there's that constant touch, I feel like we have to be more intentional about actual sex yeah. because because we do spend just so much time together all the time. It can be easy to sort of just settle into this like we're always cuddly. Yeah. We cuddle all day. I think that was an Esther Perel thing with people that are like, like yeah, made in captivity under sex. She's like, stop cuddling. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't have as much sex as you want, like, yeah, basically to the best of your ability, cut off the like, yeah, the regular, frequent, light sexual touch and, like, let the charge build more 
for more regular sex, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I especially feel it like I went to uh, to the states for the day, like a couple days ago. I just went like mm-hmm. early in the morning. I left. I had to do blood work there, and I like drove in there, and I came back late at night. And just being apart from you for like yeah, like half a day, I was like, I want to have sex with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, but it takes that little like distance sometimes to just sort of like, or I think, I think that's why scheduling is kind of helpful because it's more, it's just being a bit more intentional. Like, okay, we're going to like do this later. It's so, yeah. uh, I think that helps when your relationship is more like homey, like ours is. Totally. Yeah. Little polarity pauses. Oh, God, no. Just kidding. We don't call it that. Don't call it that. <laughs> I've heard people call it that. But yeah, we will not. That rain has to be picking up. I don't know. It's come. It's kind of coming and going. The wind is not doing its thing as much anymore. Like, there was that giant big gust. But the tree is no longer yeah. looking like it could topple over on us at any time. Correct. <sighs> so... I think that's all for now. Do you um do you have any reading goals? Reading goals? No, I mean I will I'll definitely read. I have like a dozen books going right now, but I don't have any I want to read X number of books this year. Maybe you should track your books and goodreads. I'm not gonna be doing that. <laughs> Why? I don't want another platform to need to have access to. Oh. just doesn't appeal to me at all. I like Goodreads because you can, if you put in your book that you really liked, then it will suggest others like it. Look, like Amazon does that for me already because I get all my books from it Amazon. It kind of does do that. But I like then there's the reviews and sometimes they mention like other authors that are the same and are similar. Oh, anyway, um... Okay, any closing thoughts? <laughs> My wife is cute. Um, closing thoughts. I'm looking forward to Mexico in a week and a half. It won't be a week and a half for them. It right, will be, in it will two be days. A, <laughs> it'll be a couple days for you all. Two days from the time that you're I'm going to have to pre-record another one. That's why we're doing this one now. So I'm pre-recorded oh. so that one comes out when we're in Mexico, but I don't have to do it there. I didn't know that. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm scheduled ahead because this is one of my commitments for the year. You're so focused. Yeah, wow. and you know what helps? My planner. Because I can look at my whole month and I can be like, this is when this has to happen. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Genius. We'll see if by next time I do an episode if I'm still using my planner. So by the time this episode comes out, my relationship to money course will be out in the circle. Oh, shit. That's already a thing. Jordan's doing a money course. Doing a money course in the circle, which will be the sixth course that comes with the circle, which is wild. Yeah. The circle is a year old and we already have six dedicated programs in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we're still doing the weekly coaching calls and now we're doing a monthly. Jordan is doing them. Yes. He as in the circle, he means. Correct. The group. (laughs) Jordan Um, leads weekly coaching calls in the circle. And now. Which is the membership. We'll be adding a monthly money call as well. Relationship to money. So, Got lots going on there. And yeah. Stoked for Mexico in two days (laughs) from the time of this release. All right. Thanks to Jordan for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) 
Okay, that's all for now. And I'll talk to you soon.